Well, glory. Thank you for joining us today. I look forward to continuing our study on keys to excellence in ministry. Keys to excellence in ministry. In our last session, we talked about dedication. We discussed how dedication is a decision, not a feeling. It's not a feeling, it's a decision. Today we're going to talk about singleness of purpose. Singleness of purpose. Key number two is singleness of purpose. And what we're talking about when we say singleness of purpose is this. When we read the Gospels, we find that Jesus was moved with compassion. God's word and will dictated everything he did. He was dedicated. He was committed to it. He had one thing in mind, and that was fulfilling the word of God. Our singleness of purpose is to meet the needs of the people. By doing God's will, putting His Word first place in our lives and making it the final authority in everything that we do, we can be confident that God will work through us to meet the needs of the people. It is essential, however, that we remain single-minded. James 1 5 through 8 says it this way If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let's read it in the Amplified Version. James 1, 5-8 in the Amplified Version Classic Edition. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given him. Only it must be in faith that he asks, with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, and doubts is like the billowing surge out, of, out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. For being as he is a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he asks, thinks, feels, decides. The double-minded man is one who hesitates. Why? He has not made a firm decision about what he's going to do. He is irresolute or indecisive. He is not resolved to handle things once and for all without changing his mind. A double-minded man has really not made a decision at all. He is unstable in all his ways and goes back and forth from one viewpoint to another. What happens when you hesitate? Have you ever thought about that? When you hesitate, your adversary takes the initiative and you find yourself on the defensive with Satan ahead of you beating you at every turn. If you're not single-minded about your mission and purpose, you will not have any definite direction. You will always be wondering what you're supposed to do. 
Do you know what a double-minded man really is? A double-minded man who is one who tries to live by faith and protect his fear at the same time. He talks both ways. His faith proclaims, I believe God's going to heal me someday. His faith whispers, I wouldn't want to say I was well just yet. Inconsistency is hazardous. Luke 8 records a significant event in the life of the disciples that illustrates the dangers of instability and hesitancy. Look with me, if you will, at Luke 8, verse 22 through 25. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying to one another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water, and they obey him. See, Jesus was quite clear about his intention when they first entered the ship. Let us go over unto the other side. There was enough power in those words to get the disciples all the way across the way. Yet they became afraid and ran to Jesus. This is a perfect illustration of double-mindedness. They were speaking fear in the presence of faith personified. They were consumed by the problem when they already possessed the solution. Now, we perish didn't sound unstable to them. It sounded realistic. But to Jesus, it was a direct contradiction of what he had plainly stated. When Jesus said to them, let us go over to the other side, he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that's where they were going. The disciples should have known it as well. If they were not capable of exercising such faith, Jesus would not have had the right to rebuke them after he had calmed the storm. A single-minded man makes quality decisions and settles them forever. If we're going to put the Lord, his work, and his word first place in our lives, there will be times when we will have to bypass what we see in order to meet the people's needs. Don't hesitate. Do whatever it takes. Remember, your goal is to meet the needs of the people. Minister to everyone you meet, everywhere you go. Even if you're not in a preaching ministry, make it your goal to have a biblical solution for every problem you encounter. Be willing to walk away from anything in order to get God's word to those who desperately need it. God's word is all you need. It will sustain you in every way. If there was ever a choice between the Word and anything else, choose the Bible way. Stay single-minded and meet the needs of the people. Well, that's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed our session so far. Join us next week. We're going to talk about key number three, follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost. I hope you'll take a moment to uh, like this video. Uh, click the bell to receive notifications of, and updates on when we post new videos. 
And remember, read the Word. Read it slow. Read every word. And read it like you've never read it before. Until next time, may God's richest blessing be yours. In Jesus' mighty name.